0: Hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. Well, I am excited to bring back in studio my friend Amy Rogers. I had her on um, a while ago as we talked about manifesting heaven on earth, but one of the things that we didn't get a lot of time to talk about was being seated in heavenly places and exactly what that means. But for those of you that may not have caught that episode or you're just now tuning in to Dare to Hear the podcast, I want to introduce Amy, and then we're going to just jump right in. And so Amy Rogers is a lover of Jesus Christ. She's a wife and a mother of four beautiful children. She operates in the gift of the prophetic, and she processes life through her writing. Amy is a powerful prophetic voice, and you've probably seen her, if you follow the Elijah List or Spirit Fuel, you've seen some of her words released through them. She has also had many triumphs and tragedies throughout her life and has been gifted with humility. Humility and wisdom to go with it. Amy is transparent in who she is, and she feels compelled to show others the redemptive, restorative, and healing power of Jesus through encouragement, prophetic words, and his healing touch. Her mission is li- in life is to speak his life and his love, inviting others to hear the Lord's heartbeat. For themselves, and Amy, thank you again for joining me on another episode of Dare to Hear the Podcast. I am so excited about our topic today because when we were off camera the last time when we were recording this, we talked about um, what it really means to be seated in heavenly places and how we in the body of Christ misunderstand that. And so I just um, talked to me, Amy, about being seated in heavenly places and uh, where where. Let's see where this conversation goes.
1: Okay. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. Um, Yeah. So Ephesians two six. That's the scripture where it talks about how we are seated in heavenly places. Yeah. And um, you know, as we talked last time, you know, it starts with our own personal identity and healing and all of that good stuff, right? And then you know, we we become a part of 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 a community, and I think just our natural um, human nature is to um, instantly, like put certain individuals in leadership roles, like up on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and and then we begin to think that only they can call things out, only they can prophesy, only they can pray for the sick, only they can do this, that, or the other. Right. And and I think that has been such a distortion um, of the scriptures um, for for one, um, you know, because we as man, we we fail to fulfill the word of of God on the daily. Right. Exactly. Um, You know, and I think, um, if if for, for the first thing, you know, we have to stop putting people on pedestals, you know, it's it's one thing to, you know, have someone that has a title like pastor, like, um, prophet, but if it's, if it's in a way to exalt and extort, no, thank you. Um, if it's an if it's a label of of just honor and respect, okay, that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's an honorable thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a pedestal. Yeah, because we are all called to serve, um, yeah. and and be Jesus in the flesh. You know, like when Jesus was on this earth. Okay, so we went through his death and his resurrection, and so then he appears to the um, disciples behind locked doors, right? He appears to them. And in John chapter 20, verse 21 um, through 22, Jesus says, peace be with you. As the father sent me, I am sending you. Mm -hmm. And with that, with that sending comes instruction, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: After he breathed on them and said, receive Holy Spirit. That's good. This was from Jesus Himself mm-hmm. breathing his breath, his resurrected breath on the disciples. Yeah. Okay. And then after that comes Acts chapter two, right? Where it talks about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And and what um I'm sorry, before Acts chapter two, I skipped over myself here. That's okay. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, that's what I wanted to touch on. Um, Jesus is saying, You will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He wasn't just talking to a select few people. Mm -hmm. He was talking to all of us, children of God, everybody who calls God father, who calls him by name, who asks him into his heart, who gets baptized by Holy Spirit you are called to all the ends of the earth. Now the ends of the earth for some of us may just be our home, may just be our small town, but you are destined and and set in a place at the specific time that God ordained it to be, you know, seated in that place with Mm. the heavenly authority given to you functioning in the gifts that were set inside you before you were even created Mm. to be made manifest. You know, so if we, um, receive that empowerment and, and allow the Lord to release us, um, we, you know, we, we carry that weight. The the gifts within us are the weight of heaven that needs to be poured out. Right. And, and yeah. if we can, um, shake off the, the idea of, of pedestals and roles more important than me, yeah. um, you know, I think we can see a, a true awakening and 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 proper balanced function mm-hmm. of the church. Now I'm not talking about church building, I'm talking about individuals, the yes. church. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ, each yes, and every one of us. And um, you know, and and understand that, you know, the highest elevation Jesus ever was when he walked this earth was on that cross. Yeah. So if if you want to be any higher than that. Good luck, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, is this really... This is really good, Amy, because I I want I just want to tell you, being a pastor, right, people are like, oh, how's Debbie going to feel? I'm right there with you. In fact, I talk about it in my book, The Gift of Prophetic Encouragement, about, about working together. And it's not about who has the title and who's supposed to be in charge. It's about us all working together. And if you were to come to my church, I would be telling you, you come here and you get filled out so that you can go out there and do this stuff. And if you're looking at me going, oh, well, I have to have Debbie pray for me, uh-uh. I mean, that's like, I mean, I carry, I carry the office of prophet. I'm, I'm have this title that's called pastor. Cause that's what church is acceptable with. Right. But, um, I'm not very pastoral. Um, I mean, I try to be, I do love the people, but you know what I mean? When you have that pastor thing, it like balances. But, but in the church for so long, because I was in a church like that, I was like, Oh, the pastor's all that. I need the pastor to pray for me. I need the pastor to give me a word. I need the pastor to do this. And the fact is, is that there is a whole body of Christ out there sitting in pews that need to get up and they need to step in. They need to see themselves as worthy. And yes, God puts people, I mean, he's called the apostles, prophets, pastors, teacher, evangelists, right? He's called the fivefold ministry. They have a job to do is to equip the people but so the people will do the work because we have to work together. We have all of those functions inside of us, but it's not about a pedestal. Um, in fact, I'm like, I always tell people, do not put me on a pedestal. I get it wrong. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And I'm always repenting and I'm asking God to forgive me. And I often have to go ask people to forgive me. And it is the quickest way to stay in humility is yes. to do that. And so what you're saying is so important. So I just want my listeners to know, yes, I am. I am right there with Amy too, because the body of Christ has got to step up and step into their place. Um yes. When people come and say, Debbie, I need you to pray for me. I'm like, actually, we have a prayer team for that because they these people have been released. And so don't stand around waiting for me to pray for you. Um, these people can pray for you, too, because, in fact, they may actually have the word that you need instead of me. Yeah, so, absolutely. I... I just, I'm just giving you an amen. And I want people to know I'm right there with you. Cause we actually did talk about this off camera um, after our last recording. And I was like, Hey, we need to really talk about this because it really does tie into something that I talk about in my book that people are like, well, am I at the top of the pyramid? Where am I at in the pyramid? It doesn't matter where you're at in the pyramid. Can't we be in circle? Can't we be in relationship? Aren't we in fellowship with one another? And like, I can come into a group. I don't have to be the one seated at the head of the table. I love the whole picture of the round table where, you know, King Arthur and the round table, like we come together in fellowship and we defer to each other's giftings, but one is not more important than the other. I just got on my soapbox. So hey, there you
1: go. I love it. I'm going
0: to... What do you? What? It,
1: and that's how it should be. You know, yeah. we we are all knit together. Yeah. Um. As the bride, as the church, we are all one. And and as you were talking, I began to have this like vision. Um. You know, in the natural. You know, when you are looking at like just a landscape of of just just go out your front door, right? And and the air, the the sky is touching the earth, right? Yeah. So the ground and the sky collide. And they have a meeting point. And and I began to see, like, this is what heaven is waiting for. Heaven is waiting for the bride, the church, to Mm -hmm. really come into the place that, um, you know, there's this spiritual realm that is waiting to collide with the earth. And it's only the church in unity that's going to bring that here we are the ones pulling it down. We're the ones pulling it out. And until we are, you know, like we're saying, functioning, sitting at that round table, functioning in the, in the gifts that the Lord gave us, not one is more important than the other, because the minute one becomes more important, then there's imbalance and room for pride and, and flesh. Yeah. And, and you can't function that way. And, and so it's, it's like the, this trying to get everyone to just step up into into this atmosphere to really make manifest all, all over the world, um, what heaven is desiring for us on this earth. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just, we're not functioning in it yet. And, you know, I feel this, like this rumbling and this groaning from heaven going, come on, wake up, wake up, you know, and and you hear the earth, you know, that, that scripture, um, that you said in the, the last, um, broadcast in, um, Romans eight, you know, all a creation cries out, it groans for the sons and the daughters of God to be revealed. So not only am I hearing heaven going, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm hearing and feeling the earth going, please come, please come. Like they, they need us. The earth, All creation needs us to step into mm-hmm. our place, and it's not going to happen with this person here and this person here. It is a, you know, for lack of better terms, like a spider web. I mean, we are all stretched out and, and connected, and, and all the more now with, you know, social media. I mean, how, yeah. what a beautiful gift that we are being able to use. Nice. I mean, a lot of people use it for bad, but I mean, look what the Lord yeah. is doing with it. Yeah. and and just connecting and and I mean it's time it yeah. is so so time to to step out of and break off the chains of all that that old religious stuff that was not even biblical in the first place right you know of you know places of importance and not yeah. and um, it, it's there shouldn't be a stage there shouldn't you know it's all equal level. Yeah. you know, there to encourage and lift each other up and, and, you know, just pour into, and, you know, we're those wells, you know, I, I'm desperate for people to pour into me because I know I can learn something. And, and yet the Lord gives me something that I'm desperate to pour out because I know he's trying to speak something to somebody. That is what it is. It's a reciprocation. And, um, and That's and okay. it, it becomes this movement, this, this very fluid, beautiful thing that the Lord is really trying to get us to do, getting the church to do, but it has to be remove the titles, remove the stages, remove the pedestals, and step into that place, that identity, um, and be everything I called you to be.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I love that vision. I think that's such a great visual picture for people to get this understanding of what it is. And one of the things um, for me was because I used to be that person that was like, oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. And then stepping into and people, I probably release people into things before they're ready for them because I see the potential that's inside of them. And so I'm constantly saying, oh, you have this. And so And pulling them out, and they're like, But I gotta get healed. I gotta get hold. Yes, okay, we're gonna get you healed. And so when we get you healed to this degree, I'm still gonna put you out of the mess. I want you to start taking a step because I think there's something about when we begin to step into our identity, when we begin to step into it, even though we still may have this identity crisis like we talked about on the last episode when we were together, um, that when we do that, it like calls us up. It's it's like calls us up and it like breaks things off of us because we're stepping out into what God has created us to do. And as we begin to minister, because the ministry isn't about people. I, I don't like it when people come, searching for an individual because our eyes should only be on Jesus. And Jesus gifted us differently. Some people are charismatic and dynamic personalities and we're just drawn to them, but we really should be drawn to the Jesus in them and not them. And I think we forget that of, oh, well, this person was so this and so that. And when so-and-so is not there, it's not, it's not all that. Well, okay, but... You're negating the call that God has on this person's life because you're attracted to this other thing that's flashy. And I think that we as the body of Christ need to understand that God has gifted us differently, but we're all part of it. And so we honor, we respect, and we don't place people on pedestals. And we look for Jesus in people, and that's who we have to have our eyes on.
1: Absolutely. You know, for a long time, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, whether it's from, you know, past wounds or whatever because of whatever the church was way back when you know it used to be and sometimes some are still this way more like a a courtroom to be judged based on your faults and failures and where you just don't step up to the bar and be christian um and and when i went through some big changes in my life i was just very very broken and and i wanted to be a part of church but i just kept feeling like i kept walking into a courtroom i'm like i don't need you to judge right. me on on everything that i've done up to this point i already know what that is yeah i needed a hospital i was broken i was bleeding i was hurting and i needed a hospital right and and so the whole point of these these corporate churches should be acting like a hospital you know you bring in the triage patients right you know you, you get them mended you you get them to a place where they can go to a a step-down room and, and finish the healing process and then some of them need some rehab you know like this is how you use this muscle this is how you use this muscle but the every hospital you don't live there you get discharged yep And, and, and that is the whole point of this. Everybody that steps into that building receives healing, receives teaching, receives um, wisdom, receives community, but then it is a discharge. Your discharge papers are signed and you have to step out and, 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 and and learn, you know, where all that is. And and there's something very beautiful that happens. Like you see this all the time on all these really great, touching videos that get shared around, you know, you see the the people in these um, rehab facilities and they're struggling, you know, based, it doesn't even matter what they're in there for, but, you know, trying to walk and they've got a crowd of people around and going, come on, you can do this. You can do this. And, and it's just this massive cheering section yeah. in the room to help them walk with their new legs. And yeah. that's what church should be. Yeah. That is what it is. It's like, I, I see this in you. I see this gift in you. There's something so powerful about divine, Holy Spirit-led affirmation. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be everybody's love language, but it does touch everybody's heart. Yeah. Everybody loves affirmation at some level. Yes. And, and when you have people who are filled with Holy Spirit that are functioning in roles in the church to pull out that gold, yeah. To look at that broken person, you know, like you said, you know, you just, you just, you immediately see it in them. It's like, I don't care how broken down this person is. I see something in you. You have something so powerful within you and, and helping them realize that and step into it. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah. You know, and I love hearing that this is how, you know, your church is. And, and I'm so hungry and desperate to watch that happen across the board. Um, that more churches become like that, and not so legalistic, regimented, and all the all the yuck.
0: All the all the yuck, yeah. And you know, it's interesting when we stepped into pastor. So uh, December starts our seventh year, so we're in our sixth year of senior pastoring. And one of the first words we always ask the Lord, "What's the word for the church for this year?" And the first word that the Lord had given us was, "Be in my presence to be filled." be present in the community to overflow. And we just keep coming back around to that every single time because it's like, that's what church is. Like we get into his presence on Sunday mornings, we get filled, we get healed, we get whole, we get, we get so saturated. And then we go out and become dispensers of that. And that's the piece I think that the church is missing because we, we want to come in and we want to make, well it's about me it's about my preferences and my wants and what i what i desire and i i didn't like that song and i don't like that worship person and, and oh, they had these lights and they were terrible, or they had all these, it's not about that. It's about the people that are coming through the doors and how can we come in and get filled out so that we can minister to the people that are hurting in our midst. And then we can minister to the people outside and um, we don't do it perfectly. We're still in process. The Lord told us do church differently and we're getting ready to, you know, step into our seventh year and we're still figuring it out. Right? Like, because, yeah. Because the the old church model I was thinking about this when you were talking earlier, it's like the old testament model. Like God had God had a, a priority or a hierarchy in place for a reason because the people were not getting it. Um, and so we had that in place um, because they were mumbling and grumbling and complaining. But then Jesus came. He said it all right. They, he demolished all of that Old Testament model and said, now you are a royal priesthood. You are my people. Go up, go out, and step in to, to bring... What we talked about on our last episode, heaven to earth, manifest heaven to earth. And the way that we do that is by understanding our identity. We get healed, we get whole, and then we see ourselves seated in those heavenly pieces, which means we have access to all that's there and we get to bring that down. Absolutely. Oh, so good. I am so glad that I was able to bring you <laughs> back on this episode. I don't know how we're going to end this. So I don't, um, I want you to think about like, like, do you need to do a declaration over us? Do you need to do a prayer over this? I'm going to give you a minute to think about that, okay? okay. I'm going to give you a minute to think about what it is that the Lord wants us to do. Um, and as we end this episode, I just want, um, I want you to tell people, how they can find you. And I'll also put it in the show notes too. So that, um, because I know on your, um, Instagram, it's not Amy Rogers, it's Amy, which I absolutely love, but um, I'll try to put your um, social media links too in there so people can find you really easy, but tell us how to find you.
1: Okay. Um, on Facebook, it's Amy T Rogers, A M I E T and then Rogers, no D. Um, and then Instagram is like, we said, Amy, (laughs) um, it's like seven A's and seven E's. Um, and then, uh, rawandrealministries.com is the website. And um, you can search for Raw and Real Ministries on YouTube as well.
0: Absolutely. And they can be watching for you on Spirit Fuel and Elijah List because you've been being featured as one of the um, prophetic voices that is coming out. So I'm sure they've seen you. Now they're going to be able to connect who you are um, in real person. Okay, so do you know how you're supposed to end this? Are we supposed to like pray, declare, like did God drop anything in your heart?
1: Um. I really just feel, um, just to kind of declare and, and and just speak, um, just some wisdom and discernment over everyone, um, that maybe the church you've been going to for all your life isn't the one the Lord wants you in. Um, maybe it is, you know, and I just, I just feel like the Lord's really trying to speak to us all on an individual basis about where he wants us. Um, I love the church and I love what it is supposed to do. And I, and I love the, the fellowship and the community um, that comes in that we all need that. Mm-hmm. So we need to have that place to go. Um, and so I just feel like in this refining and purifying um, moment and this call for all of us to step up higher and, um, into those places, um, to really manifest that the Lord is really saying, I want you to listen to me about where I want you and what I want you to do. So I just wanted to speak like a wisdom and a discernment over everyone. I wanted to, um, just say, you know, just Lord open their eyes to see more Um, to open their ears, to hear more, um, to move their hearts with what moves yours and break their hearts for what breaks theirs, uh, yours. So they can, you know, continue to function um, in their gifts and in their, in their calling and the purpose that you have for them. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just um, a community to come around each person. um, Because I also feel um, that there's a lot of people that, even though they've been attending a church, they don't have that tribe. They don't have that group of people that really know who they are. And so I I just wanted to just kind of prophesy that the Lord is bringing those divine connections to everybody because he he is connecting people at a rapid pace right now because these are gonna be the people that run with you, that cry with you, that dream with you, that encourage you and correct you. And so I just wanted to um, just prophesy that over you to hold fast that the Lord is bringing the right people to you in this hour.
0: That is so good, Amy. Thank you so much for that. It is, you know, and and for people who are like, oh, we're not hating on the church. We love the church. It's the body of Christ. And there, there is a place. But sometimes, you know, we, we have to like, where is God calling us? And sometimes he makes us stay in the hard places. And sometimes he releases us, but we have to go to him. And one of the things that if, if a pastor is listening, I just want to speak pastor to pastor for a second before I sign this off. And that is, as pastors, the people are what God gives us. We don't hold on to them. We don't control them. We don't... Manipulate them. We have to keep our hands open, and we have to say, "Okay, God." And you know, if we, if somebody says that they feel that they're supposed to leave, and we don't feel that, it's still between them and the Lord. We have to trust God, and we have to. Do, this is the hardest thing for a pastor to do: is to keep your hands open before the Lord and say, "Okay, hey, God, they're yours. I entrust them to your care." And um, and I think that we're going to begin to see the landscape of the church change. I I really have been sensing that in my spirit, that we're going to begin to see the landscape of the church as we know it change, because it is an old model. And I don't know what that looks like, but I think God wants to do a new wine skin, and he's really been talking to the people that will hear him and heed his voice. And it may get a little messy before it gets worked out, because that's what happens with all new things, right? But I'm just excited for that. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Can I add, can I add to that? Absolutely. I I fully agree with you in that there's definitely going to be a landscape change. And, and as you were talking, I just, you know, I heard the Lord saying it's a changing of the guard. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's going to be some pastors that have really been um, hurt, wounded and and frustrated with things that take some time and they step down and and some new people are going to come into place. But I think these new people are, they're going to be healed they're going to know what they're supposed to be doing. They're going to know how to function as a pastor and how to bring that healing. Like you were talking about having that open handed, um, you know, conversation with the church and, and, you know, and some of the ones that, you know, maybe um, are not healed, they're going to be changed out as well, because they're going to see the need, whether they want to see it or not, they're going to see the need for the change. That's good. And, And I really do see that, that, turning around, um, to, to begin to, um, grow exponentially those healthy, um, family type churches, mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, they can be those places where everybody is coming to when their church members are going out and doing their thing.
0: Oh, that's so. good. Oh, that's good. All right. Thank you, Amy, for today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I um, want to thank you for listening to Dare to Hear, the podcast where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. I'm Debbie Kitterman with my guest, Amy Rogers. If you were encouraged in any way, we would be honored if you would subscribe to the podcast or our youtube channel and we also ask that you would leave us a review or leave us some comments and also share this with your friends share this episode with your friends let's get the word out there not just about uh, the dare to hear podcast but also amy and her ministry and what god is calling her to do and we just want to thank you for joining us i look forward to joining you next week on dare to hear the podcast until then have a blessed week